0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey, y'all. Today, we're going to be talking Zach Snyder's sneaky announcements. We've got uh, US is uh, poised to ban TikTok, Star Trek's future, and The Last of Us season one in review. We're going to start off with our question, though. Jonathan, this is kind of a broad one. We threw it out there for the, for the Twitter furs. What is your favorite superhero?
1: Yeah, that is a complicated question, too. Right. Um, as kids, you know, I, we didn't have nearly as much superhero content as the modern generation with, you know, the MCU and even the DCEU, how it's been building on. Uh, and, and I don't know, as a geek fan or, or superhero fan, we can continue to love new characters and whatnot. But I think as a, what you like the most as a kid is what really kind of solidifies in your character. So yeah. that being said as a kid uh superman was my favorite hero uh because he can do everything and personally i've always wanted to be able to just fly like superman that was like my biggest dream uh but analyzing it now as an adult i i gotta go with batman yeah uh and i know these are both dc and marvel's what's really hot these days and stuff and you know kids these days are like why do you care about you know dc heroes um but those those were the ones that we had really good animated series of when we were kids Uh, And Superman, though, he has so much power and he does have kryptonite, which is a weakness, but sometimes those aren't proportional. And he seems like he's just, you know, all powerful and he has a little bit too much influence. Mm -hmm. But I love to see how Batman is always struggling between the light and the dark inside him. And, you know, what this balance of being a hero is. And he's so down to earth. He's a tortured soul and he's just, you know, struggling day by day and trying to kind of correct corruption that his family in one way or another was involved in and and helped build within the city so he's a really cool character really deep character and uh, a lot more relatable than somebody like superman
0: i mean you nailed it right there i like that you called out the animated series as well uh lucas egan who responded to our tweet about this uh, he says growing up spider-man was always my favorite i loved the 90s cartoon and always liked how a lot of the storylines made him relatable." I connected with seeing a superhero struggle with some of the same things I found myself navigating. The 90s cartoons, people underestimate, especially the newer generations, how impactful those were on the comic books of today. Because, yeah, Batman as well. I mean, the Batman animated series, fantastic. The Spider-Man X-Men comics, you know, so classic. Um, And so my two favorites, definitely Batman's one of them. And for everything you just said, right? He's he's complex, he's so neat, uh, and he's just badass to watch. I'm gonna go with Wolverine as well. And Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. liked Wolverine for a lot of reasons I can't really pin down, except for he's just cool. Mm -hmm. And even amongst the X Men, he's a bit of an outsider. He's super short. I'm short as well. And Bub, I mean, he's just cool. The way he does that whole like, I got you, Bub. You know, I just uh, he's just fun in every way. And so um I think he's it's funny that like the two got combined in the Amalgam universe to make Dark Claw. Because I don't know how Batman, I don't know how Batman and Wolverine compare why they decided to match those two together but for some reason i like both of them you know there's something there i'm not sure what it is about those two characters that make them so fun to like together
1: i, I think it's that shared personality that kind of tortured soul trying to do good but they're inside there is a darkness that they're trying to suppress or control
0: yeah you're i think you're right yeah because of the x-men he's probably the most dark and brooding one of yeah. the x-men for sure especially when you got like cyclops over there that's like the jock the boy scout yeah. such a nerd <laughs> but yeah um i think that's actually uh thomas's favorite was was cyclops and i was like really cyclops of all characters like why did you pick that one
1: i think he was uh talking about this in your guys' last recording too but i think cyclops has just not been represented well in a movie yet but that's in time like what was his pick for cyclops was uh uh to, to act him oh henry cavill right
0: is yeah. that what he was saying i think that's right oh, i was yeah. like
1: that would be really. That would be. That'd be really good, especially if they if they really wanted to do it right. If uh, if Marvel wanted to build the the X Men kind of wing of the MCU, mm-hmm. I would do standalone movies for for some of your key characters and then build yeah. them in together and and start. You know, you don't have to. I mean, pretty much building like the Avengers, but they kind of grouped the Avengers together pretty fast, but. I really want to get to know each character from a separate movie. Really cool.
0: And in a way, I miss that. Like with Iron Man, I miss the fact that we had mm-hmm. these standalone movies and stuff. So hopefully we do get back to that. This like yeah. even this Ant-Man didn't feel standalone at all because you were just setting up King. It was the whole job. Yeah. Um, that recording, by the way, Johnson. good shout out. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon. I believe that recording was our Q&A, a first mm-hmm. of many that we will be doing. Where you guys who join our Patreon will uh, get to know who we are. Generally, we'll try to make those free. So, all you guys got to do, you don't even have to subscribe to Patreon where you pay any money. Although our lowest is a dollar and we do appreciate the support, you can follow us and then you get access to all the free content we put over on Patreon as well. So, including that, a lot of the network updates, the behind the scenes stuff. But the q QA, I, I thought it turned out pretty good. And I think we'll be doing a lot more of those um, yeah. in the future.
1: It's a fun, really relaxed format where you just yeah. pull questions from the geek box and sit there and talk about them. But especially like you guys are just hilarious together because you elaborate off into these stories so well so it was a good listen for sure
0: well for thomas he and he and his friends grew up in hawaii and that's like mm-hmm. you know for me like i saw like 51st dates is how i know hawaii <laughs> and uh right. parts of that are accurate parts are and that was really interesting to hear so yeah. i'm learning more and more about hawaii pretty neat uh last announcement before we get into the news uh we are announcing guys the sacramento mario kart grand prix brought to you by geek freaks This is going to be April 15th. It is at the CCS. We've been talking about that. We'll be at that convention, of course, interviewing devs, hanging out with anybody who wants to come and hang out with us. But we're also hosting our very first personal esports event. We haven't done this before. We've had contests, but this is actually an esports event brought by us. Um, There's going to be a a trial round in the beginning where you guys have to meet a certain time. Uh, We're working on all the fine details of that, but there will be a trophy at the end, and you will be the first ever winner of the Sacramento Mario Kart Grand Prix. And so we're very proud to represent that and bring that together. I'm uh, ordering the trophy now. So check that out, guys. Come and join us That's at the CCS in West Sacramento. That's gonna be a blast, man. We got Kyle coming in from Idaho to hang out. That'll be fun. All right, let's dig into the news. Uh, here's some quickies real quick. Willow got canceled. John, I know you're a fan of Willow.
1: Yeah, that that's disappointing. and. I understand because the first season, it wasn't super exciting. It wasn't jaw dropping, but it was, it was fun enough. And it kept my attention enough to expect this show's going to grow. It's going to build. It might be like a lot of our favorite shows that took a first couple seasons to really get their feet, you know, wet and get and figure out what they're doing. And then once they get going, then it really, you know, uh, the story gets a lot better. It was just okay. The writing I think was what what was struggling uh, in the most, but uh yeah it's disappointing to see that they're just going to cancel it and not
0: try for that anymore because i had a lot of hope for it yeah uh i didn't get a chance to watch yet i know the creator says like oh it's not canceled yet we're just not ordered yet and it's like yeah but they release everybody so <laughs> you clearly <laughs> have no actors attached to your show so we'll see if they can save it at some point but right now they're not making it anymore uh the new lord of the rings magic the gathering card Do you have a chance to check these out yet i have not I just actually
1: only heard about it from these notes.
0: Yeah, it is insane. (laughs) At first, I was like, you know what? Magic the Gathering, they're just trying to make money. They've been doing a lot Mm -hmm. of these where they'll bring in like Doctor Who or whatever. I see these cards, dude, and they are insanely dope. You guys got to check out the art on these things. The art alone is where it's at, but I got to give them props. There is literally one ring card. There's like Mm -hmm. you could get a ring card that's not holographic, but there's only one in all of existence that will be holographic and it's in a random booster Mm -hmm. somewhere. Feels like Willy uh, Wonka, you know? <laughs> right.
1: One ring to rule them all. That's crazy. Imagine how much that'll be worth once, you know, if this takes, takes uh, I don't know, gets attention. Yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. So so these are Lord of the Rings themed cards within Magic the Gathering that you can play against any other magic deck with, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, some of the cards are actually written in Elvish, including that one ring one. The one ring card is written in Blackspeak, I think it's called, which is Mordor's mm. language. And yeah. so some of the cards, you'll have to know Elvish to play them. But for the most part, most of the cards are in English.
1: That's dope. Yeah. I need to update my Google Translate app on my phone. So that's <laughs> to <publishing> Elvish- <laughs>
0: oh, I hope that works. Oh my God, if that right. works, that's so freaking cool. We'll do if our you haven't used that. that, guys,
1: <laughs> the Google Google Translate app on your phone, you can hold your phone, your camera up to uh, a menu or any text, and it can translate it between most languages. So you'll actually yeah. see the print of, of the language you're trying to read. It is so handy, and that would be, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe it'd be a separate app or attachment, but that'd be
0: pretty cool to have like these fictional languages on there. I would I do would Dothraki and everything like that. It's very handy in, in restaurants when you're like, I don't want any octopus. Let's see what's on this menu. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's avoid these two. <laughs> right? Let's avoid this whole page. Thanks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, IO Interactive is basically done making Hitman games for a while because they're going to start making double 007 games. I'm so glad Double Seven games are back, man, because Nightfire, yeah. we played the hell out of that game.
1: But I'm wondering, have the Hitman games tapered off? I never really played them much. I played, I think, one of them, but I wasn't wasn't huge into it. But I knew they had a, a pretty big following for a long time.
0: In my opinion, it's not that they tapered off. It's maybe they got a little stale. Uh, okay. They've been kind of just making the same game, over, or mm-hmm. adding to the same game for a while now. Uh, they are fun. The only time I really played it is when Brody needed help, and I'd help him through a level. That's the only time i actually <laughs> play the game, but... And at yeah. this point, he's probably better than me. Um I just know that 07 games, of course we have Goldeneye, right? It's one of, it's video game royalty, but I think Nightfire was so good. Um yeah. there's a lot to be loved there where you're this one character against an entire army half the time. Uh and you have to be quiet. That's good. Because I like when it's not just like, here's a big gun. You know, the 07 mm-hmm. games, the idea is to not get shot back at. So it worked out really well. And
1: I haven't seen the newer 07 movies, have you? Oh yeah. Are, so is there any like interesting elements or key factors you would like to see in a new 007 game coming from those newer movies
0: yes the fact that they're recasting 007 right now so i'm hoping oh. that the new game uses whoever the new 007 will be the big question uh, is who's the new 007 so it, yeah. jonathan it could be you if you could if you could, could pull up that me. british accent oh like okay. you're saying you
1: know, you know who i think i've heard this tossed around actually maybe from you is idris elba as 007
0: i yeah isn't that right unfortunately twitter has turned him sour on that he's so cool that as well but you know, Twitter can be everybody's jerks over there. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, he's probably not going to be 007. But there are some really good options. Henry Cavill is also one of the options out there uh, that people are wanting to be 007. Uh, Reggae John, he... I think is his name is, the guy from Bridgerton. He's up mm-hmm. for it. You know, Wasn't maybe.
1: Henry Cavill in one of the one of the recent 007
0: movies? He's in as Mission Impossible year? as the bad guy.
1: Oh, that's what yeah. it is. Okay. That's where
0: he like cocked his arms like, cuckoo, and he's just not going yeah. to do that. That's a really good yeah. one, by the way. Check out that, uh, Mission Impossible. Diablo 4 beta is live and it is a mess because Blizzard apparently can't launch a damn game anymore. Uh, Queue times to get into the game are four hours long. So you just have to wait around for four hours. I know the last World of Warcraft patch was the same way. And there is chaos because they put free codes in KFC. So now people are like scrambling for buckets of KFC. Uh, They're mad that they have to do this because the, the keys are for the beta, not necessarily the game. So the game you win might not be around any longer after a few months. It is, everything about this launch is terrible already. <laughs> it's That's great. So, so nice. does
1: KFC have free Wi-Fi? Because I'm thinking people could be sitting on the laptop just eating bucket after bucket trying to get a code while they're waiting for that four-hour queue.
0: Yeah, just die over after the second bucket of KFC. That stuff's so oily. Oh, man. Right. Can do it. So
1: I I don't necessarily condone this, but I imagine the, these two scenarios will probably happen. is people digging through the KFC dumpster, trying to find empty buckets to use the codes from. Uh, which in some states is not illegal, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just dangerous, so be careful. And uh, you just pay the employee at the register, hey, let me just slip you 20 bucks, and you give me a stack of buckets that got codes on them, and I'll sit there and try them. You know, why not?
0: When I worked at McDonald's, me and my friend Ken, this was, God, probably 20 years ago. Oh, I'm so freaking old. (laughs) About 17 years ago. um, They had this thing where on the outside, you know that they have the Monopoly pieces? Well, Uh, it was the Monopoly thing, but they had like, you would get like one, two, three or $5 to like Best Buy or something like that. And so Mm -hmm. we were throwing things away, but me and him would like make sure to take off every one of those and grab that and score on that Best Buy money. And we ended up getting hundreds of dollars in Best Buy gift cards doing that. And it was like, hell yeah. And we took that. It is so funny. I have literally just been emailed beta access to Diablo as we're talking. Oh wow swear to God, That just happened That's crazy Blizzard Entertainment Live. Just emailed me give me paid access to Diablo Y'all nice. I don't have to have No KFC But I might get some Popeyes <laughs> 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 That is so funny That's But yeah good. I ended up uh, Raking it in at Best Buy that was, that was good old days man Back when you were so Desperate for Best Buy catch Best Buy was the coolest place Back before Amazon existed <laughs> You know
1: Seriously God there's a lot of Different businesses That were thriving Before Amazon came around
0: Yeah, yeah. They're all in the They're all in the museums now
1: Oh, yeah, man. Circuit City. I miss you.
0: <laughs> God, that was chaos. Uh, all right, Zack Snyder. He released some weird announcement. Uh, basically, it's a little teaser saying that there's going to be this three day something at the end of April. He uses Dark Side, of course, from the Justice League, the bad guy from Justice League, uh, saying that that'll be involved. I don't know, man. I personally don't want anything more Zack Snyder. I want James Gunn rebooting the DC to be it. We don't have to deal with the Zack Snyderverse anymore. What do you do? You want anymore Zack Snyder to like maybe wrap up what has already been made? No,
1: honestly, I think almost all of what DC has made recently has just been unsuccessful. Yeah, it, it, they're not succeeding in what their goal is, is what's, which is competing with the MCU. So, I think they just need to stop competing with the MCU. Yeah, you guys have tried it. You put all your all your eggs in that basket, and it didn't work out. So, shift your focus. Figure out what your fans are interested in don't try to fight for the same market because you know marvel has it captured and i don't see you tried and i don't see you pulling the rug out from underneath them anytime soon so yeah they need to you know like we've said it before that joker movie was so great yeah make other movies like that for each of your villains
0: well they're they're and keeping it, those around which is nice that james gunn said that those are going to be elsewhere movies so we're going to yeah. keep with the batman and joker did yeah. you watch the batman by the way yeah oh, yeah yeah okay yeah, check it. That was good too. Yeah, it was. Um, we're gonna keep those, it's just that they're not gonna be touching this. So that this might be that maybe there he's making Zack Snyder's versus an else world story. That's a really good point there. Mm-hmm. That maybe it'll have a place. So, so
1: are they gonna play it like that's just a another realm that is like like you know, a, a multiverse kind of thing that those guys do exist somewhere, but now we're focusing on this realm where things are a little bit different?
0: Generally, no. Delete? So the idea is is. Uh, James Gunn wants to do a timeline like Star Wars, so he doesn't want to do multiverses. Mm-hmm. But he oh, will allow it. else he will allow allow world stories, which the idea is kind of like what if for Marvel, where the idea yeah. is just like, hey, what if Batman existed in the Victorian time, which is a very famous World story. That's it. So it's not going to be connected in any way, and that's the point. The point is, it's just a one-off, and you're happy with them. Same thing with yeah. Joker.
1: Okay, I like that, and I do like the timeline thing that that Star Wars is doing. That's yeah. seems to be. Uh, very effective and it's cool when you see those little strings that connect you know something you saw in the past to something that's going on in the future between movies that don't really have a shared storyline or something that's uh, pretty cool
0: i'm watching i just started watching bad batch because i just finished star star wars rebels with jonathan Mm -hmm. as a darth maul fan (laughs) my god yeah i gotta but do i need to watch clone wars before i see that Uh, you really probably should (laughs) rebels you don't need to they're not connected really but darth maul's story in clone wars is so amazing because he ends up taking over Mandalore. So it's oh, so freaking cool. He wins the Darksaber, which you're seeing all that in Mandalorian right now. He ha- oh, yeah. So he's the rightful owner of the dark saber. In my opinion, he still is. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't need to go into that. But in Rebels, they continue that story and finish it off. And you actually see the final conclusion to Darth Maul and his conversation with whoever kills him is so good that I'm just mm-hmm. like, yes, this is what I wanted. This is the only way you can kill <laughs> Darth Maul. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And so anyways, I'm watching Bad Batch now, which is takes place immediately after Clone Wars. And, uh, there's like, there's Rex in there, which is a character from Clone Wars who now I'm like, Mm -hmm. can Rex be alive still by the Mandalorian? He can be, he's an old man, but he's there. So it's like, oh dude, heck yeah. I just love that. It's all one, one timeline. So it's just about age. That's it. You know, how, how much
1: later is the Mandalorian from those series?
0: The Mandalorian is like, I don't know the exact date, so don't come at me, folks. But it's like seven <laughs> years after the events of Rebels. But clone, okay. but clone Wars and Bad Batch are far earlier than that, even. Because they're immediately okay. after the thing. So there's, there's a bit of a timeline thing there. But the thing is, is the guy who plays all the clones is the guy mm-hmm. who plays Boba Fett. It's the same yeah. actor because they're all the same clones. So, Brought him back, yeah. As long as that guy stays alive, we can have any of the clones back <laughs> we want. <laughs> we just got to figure out how they right. fit in there character-wise. That's yeah. funny. Rex is yeah, so cool though. Yeah. Uh, and we also learned from the DCU Zack Snyder stuff, Ben Affleck, he had did a really nice interview on The Hollywood Reporter. I've suggested everybody read that. It's really good. He talks about how he'll never direct a Batman movie. He was going to for Zack Snyder, but being a part of Justice League, he saw that like that movie's development was so terrible in many ways, but some of the important ones is the fact that like the fans are way too invested. And so you can't, mm you know you can't go out for breakfast without people watching you and thinking oh it means he's fighting the joker you can't do anything <laughs> and then also the um the like, costume the work everything's so high budget so the studio has too much input on what you're doing you're just not like you're on your own he just doesn't oh, want anything to do with it
1: you don't have any creative control in the process
0: you're very stuck little, on the rails. yeah, yeah. At the beginning of your movie and at the end of your movie have to be certain points you know what i'm saying yeah. at the end of ant-man kang has to escape or, like, there has to be Kangs at the end of your movie. So you yeah. can't do anything that changes that part, and that's a big part of your movie. So he says he's done, but he did say, and I'm excited for this, he, he's in The Flash as well. We have a mm-hmm. couple Batmans in The Flash movie coming up. Uh, he says that that's the best version of his Batman he's ever done. So mm-hmm. I he says, I finally it's... figured it out. I finally figured out how to play Batman, and it's in The Flash. You guys will see it there. That's pretty cool. I'm glad to see that he's at least ending on a high note, you know?
1: You think that... So you think... Obviously, it's going to be multiple Batman, Batmans from different timelines, right? Right. Uh, what do you think that Batman that he's so proud of is going to be like?
0: Well, that will be the Batman we all know as Ben Affleck's Batman. And then uh, the idea okay. is that Flash goes back. In, so he'll be probably in the beginning of the movie, in my opinion. The idea mm-hmm. is that Flash goes back in time to try to save his mom, and that's what screws up. That's Flashpoint storyline. So then okay. everything changes. And in that one, normally in the comic books, it's Thomas Wayne, the dad, that becomes Batman. Uh, yeah. but in this one, what it is, is he changes it. And also now it's Michael Keaton as Batman. And so uh, we get the full Michael Keaton as Batman storyline. It's the same Batmobile, everything. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I was kind of hoping is that he, he's hinting at or something that maybe in this time travel stuff, he goes back and sees Thomas Wayne as Batman. So Ben Affleck yeah. playing his dad as Batman. And then, you know, the events that led to him, that's why he got shot in the street. was because he was, you know, undercover, but
0: he at night is batman kind of thing like he went back in time messed it up i really wish they did actually stick with the thomas wayne thing because in that mm-hmm. universe thomas wayne is played by uh jeffrey d morgan who is negan from walking dead
1: oh that's right okay. he
0: would be he'd be a very good because thomas wayne's batman is like I, he has two guns on his belt it's yeah a whole lot less i'm playing a nice uh he uses yeah. like a red this is logo a lot anyways but yeah jeffrey d morgan playing batman would be amazing
1: <laughs> that would be cool man
0: Moving on to our next thing here. We have the U.S. is poised to ban TikTok. So Jonathan, uh, I'm sure you understand the situation, but basically there's a whole uh, spying concern uh, with a mm-hmm. Chinese company that fully owns it. They, they do have the ability to, China's the government has the ability to pull information off there. Um, mm-hmm. And look, U.S. apps have all kinds of information to take it from us too. I mean, everybody's spying on you, so you're not hiding from anybody <laughs> Yeah. But nevertheless, there's all kinds of reasons to do this. Sure thing. I hate to see TikTok go for many reasons. First off, there's a discoverability of, of new people. I've made friends through TikTok and stuff like that. Uh mm. but I don't know. What do you think about this situation, John? Do you think we should be getting rid of TikTok? I
1: don't think so. Just as a from a consumer, I like to use it. Mm-hmm. I use it similar to how I would YouTube nowadays. It's changed over the past few years, but yeah. uh it there's more searchability where I can find If I want a little tutorial, how to do something or to get inspiration, like sometimes, you know, I haven't fired up my 3D printer printer in a while, but sometimes I'll get that itch and I want to see like, what are people 3D printing? So I just put that in there and you find video after video of different ideas and stuff, which is fun. Uh, So I do like how it works and stuff, but I understand the fears of, you know, the people being manipulated by it uh, and, and uh, using that data against us and stuff. But like you're saying, that could be happening from Facebook or Instagram or any of these other sources. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that our regular news channels are giving us a false narrative sometimes to try to steer right. which way the American people are looking and whatnot. I, it's like, whatever, I don't care. I mean, it, one way or another, I don't really want it to go away and yeah. I don't want it to be manipulating us. Uh, and I understand, I believe there should be a organization, international organization uh, that... Uh, has regulations over the internet, so we can keep some good stuff there and get rid of some of the bad stuff, and just have some control over it. Uh, but obviously, there needs to be a limit to how much our rights can be infringed on, too. So, yeah, I don't want to get super. It's it's a super touchy political topic, which is kind of dumb. It shouldn't necessarily get right. political, but people in our country like to polarize every issue nowadays.
0: And the thing with the manipulation is, is what's hard is the algorithm doesn't necessarily change your mind. It just learns what your mind is all about. It will feed you more of it. So if you're leaning one way and you only want to hear those echoes, you'll hear them because that's what you watch. You know, it's giving you what you wanted. So it's like, you know.
1: A common joke at my work is hilarious. (laughs) I don't know. I hope it's not offensive to anybody, but I'm going to throw it it out there anyways. You can cut it. uh, One of the guys uh, from my work is like, hey, man, have you ever uh, watched on TikTok? There's this funny video I saw. And the other guy's like, nah, man, I never go on there. It's just a bunch of gay guys and and dick pics and stuff like that. He's like, you know, it's based on the algorithm of what you like, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, shit. (laughs) The guy didn't realize that. He's like, oh, uh, no, yeah, I just, uh, I don't like TikTok.
0: (laughs) I don't like TikTok. Yeah.
1: I wonder what you've been swiping on.
0: Yeah. There's there's a priest or pastor joke that was that way, too, where it's like, Oh, it's just a bunch of uh, half-naked girls dancing. Is like, it's an algorithm, bro. <laughs> if you're a pastor watching <laughs> right. a bunch of half-naked girls dancing, it's gonna give you more. <laughs>
1: right. Though yeah. the lives, there's a there is something in there. Maybe it's just because I'm a man, but uh, yeah, I've noticed. I don't. I mean, intentionally don't click on any of the you know uh, thirst trap stuff or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And somehow the live streams are always, almost always, girls that are just talking or doing the sound. Yeah. Uh, asmr stuff or you know not wearing a bra so they're obviously trying to get that kind of attention and whatnot and i'm like i don't click on anything to to instigate that so i'm yeah. not sure i think it might just be because the system knows that i'm male that it tries to offer that but i don't know i don't really when my wife sees it, she's like what are lives? you clicking on
0: yeah. like i, I purposely yeah. don't watch lives because i don't know they're just not as fun to me but uh yeah. mine are super political but my tiktok is super political you know what i do watch is the geek freak lives that's Great. a good one. I'm just throwing out the head <laughs> our he- podcast headlines. Uh, all the episodes also released on TikTok and YouTube, by the way. But uh, yeah, our all my TikTok, your TikTok, and like our dad's TikTok is very different from each other in many ways. Oh yeah, mine. You know, I love books and woodworking and stuff like that. Are all on my TikTok Lego builds, random jokes. Yeah, and it probably seems dumb because
1: I can go on our website or I could just Google or, you know, ask you questions. But almost all the geek news that I hear is you and the TikToks that you post about them. And it's like, oh, we're going to talk about that this weekend. So it's that's, yeah. that's good to get a heads up
0: before we talk about it. <laughs> there you go. There you go, know, guys. There you go, guys. That's how Jonathan gets his news. And you can too. Uh, yeah. So with this happening, like, I hate to see TikTok go, but there's definitely some cons. I, I really like its discoverability. Mm-hmm. The algorithm has been basically taken by YouTube and Facebook in a lot of ways because Facebook or Instagram reels really is the same thing as TikTok. Uh, So is YouTube Shorts, and YouTube Shorts Mm -hmm. is actually where we're finding all our growth, not really on TikTok, it's YouTube Shorts that we find the most success. Um, It's the same thing, it'll eventually work the same way. Matter of fact, YouTube Shorts uses the old TikTok algorithm before TikTok wanted to do long-form videos, because YouTube doesn't need to change it to that, because they already have that, that's YouTube's main thing. Um, Mm -hmm. What I'm hearing, though, this might be just rumors out of school, Is a lot of the push against TikTok is because Facebook and other companies, Twitter and whatnot, have lobbied against, have found a reason to get TikTok out of the game because they're big competitors Mm -hmm. for our time. I mean, I know, oh, dear God, if I open that TikTok app right before I go to bed, that burns off an hour and a half easily, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so it's dangerous in that way.
1: Yeah, so this is just corporations fighting over our attention For their ad funding really.
0: And dragging the government into it because they tried to get it banned like in 2020 or something like that, but then that failed Mm -hmm. through because of courts. Now they've gotten the okay to do it. And so now Mm -hmm. it's just basically at any moment they can ban it. Um Yeah. I also
1: like I don't I I don't think TikTok's being used or I don't see it being used in a malicious way at all right right now. I understand that the deeper those roots spread between our society, it will be easier for them to flip a switch or just change a number and then it's being used against us and so we we do want to defend against that which is why i think there should be regulations by an international you know uh, entity that the, all our governments come together and say hey we want this on the internet we don't want that on the internet let's work together to still be able to share our information between our countries but mm-hmm. you know limit the good and the bad and how it's used and stuff like that and so we would still be able to have access to tiktok but they set some kind of you know ground rules on that, especially what they can do with the information they gather from the consumers
0: it's hard because I kind of feel like it should be on the consumer to be wise about what you're doing. Like so many people complain that like, oh, my, my password was stolen. I get this all the time. as somebody fixes people's computers, oh, my password or my computer was hacked. My computer's got viruses. Like, what were you doing mm-hmm. on it? Well, I was on this random website that doesn't make any sense, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, hey, bro, I'm gonna fix your computer, but don't go on that website again. Clearly, that was your <laughs> fault for not knowing what you were doing. And yeah. that's the same thing with TikTok, with like the algorithm thing. People are like, oh, well, a lot of people who hate TikTok don't use it regularly. So they get mm-hmm. whatever TikTok first gives you, which is a little bit of everything to kind of see where you spend the time. Then they start aiming in that direction. But people mm-hmm. who regularly use TikTok know that it, it's for you. Like it really does bend to what you want. Um mm-hmm. and others do that as well. But I think it's just that TikTok's algorithm is a little bit more aggressive in that way. Um I I I don't mind there being like some sort of more regulations on it in a way, but I Definitely think that people just need to be more responsible with what they do. And take ownership. Hey, if you look this up, you looked it up, you know, saying, Oh, my kids are able to find naked pictures on the online. Well, then you can't have them online. Let me just tell you that much. Yeah, it's not gonna, gonna be on. The computer. Yeah, TikTok's not gonna do that for you. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. I don't that's know. That's true. To some extent, like the world around you is always gonna have bad things that you have to avoid. You can't put everything, you know, wrapped in bubble wrap to keep your kids safe and whatnot. So if you want your kids to be able to have a phone and call you and and be safe, right? But not you know look up naked pictures on the internet. Well, you just need to give them a phone and turn off the internet access to it, or you know uh, through the carrier because kids are smarter with phones than we are nowadays and and whatnot. Yeah. But make it so that it can't be accessed, and you know and teach them, hey, this is why you shouldn't be looking at this kind of stuff. Just taking That's away nice. their access and then not explaining it, they're going to find a way around it if they really want to. So explain to them why they probably shouldn't and how will negatively impact them in the future and help them be wise about the things they do.
0: Have a dialogue with your kid on it. That's a really good idea. Talk to them like they're adults. And usually they'll respond the same way. Um, All right. The alternatives that, that we suggest honestly is YouTube shorts. We have reels. We don't use it often because it's really messy as well. And matter of fact, Facebook knowing that this is about to happen, just said that people can't be paid for their reels anymore. It's like, you guys Mm -hmm. are just showing your hand at this point. You clearly were against TikTok this entire time. But you can follow us on YouTube Shorts if you guys want headlines. Obviously, you could subscribe on all your favorite podcast apps, just like you're listening to this one on. But we have YouTube Shorts, and, and, and they do quite well over there. Uh, the algorithm's a little tricky, so I do have to kind of manipulate things and learn the differences, but it's, it's where it's doing quite well. All right, Star Trek Discovery Season 5, they announced it's going to be its final season. It's also got pushed back to 2024 instead of this year, so we're going to have to wait on that. Uh, with the end of Discovery, we also have Picard ending after this season. What do you yeah. think's the future of Star Trek? Where where are we headed with the future of this franchise? Well,
1: I'm hoping that I mean so we uh, we still have other shows running, right? We have uh, Strange New Strange Worlds, new World, Lower Decks is really good. I love yeah. Strange New World. Uh, Lower Decks and that um animated series, right? Prodigy. Prodigy. I haven't seen all of that, honestly. Same. Um uh, but I'm hoping those three obviously keep going, especially Strange New Worlds, I think is their their new uh like Anchor show, yeah,
0: I think that's replacing uh, Discovery as the anchor show,
1: yeah, but I hope moving forward, I want to see one or two more series sprouting mm-hmm. up out of this. Discovery was good, especially when it first started. I just don't think they kind of had a long term direction figured out, and is a little I think they were kind of reaching for more of the uh, shock and awe kind of aspect, and I'm ready for just like a kind of old fashioned Star Trek show. Um uh, so yeah, I'm hoping that they continue with strange new worlds uh lower decks is is good and funny too, um but I'm hoping that they also make at least one or two more live action series, maybe yeah. one that that's you know not necessarily following starfleet uh Starfleet crew but following a uh, Ferengi crew or uh at another space station or something like that where we see different interactions, but something different would be fun.
0: The marquee or something like that would be cool, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, or I just think movies if they want to do, you know,
0: short short movies. For sure. My big thing is, I think instead of doing more series, let's get more mm-hmm. than 8 or 10 episodes or whatever it was for Strange New Worlds. Like, yeah, back in the day when we used nothing. to watch Voyager, or, or even Next general or whatever, it was 22 episodes per season. Yeah. Let's bring that back. Put your money towards more Strange New Worlds. I think that's going to be better in the long run for Paramount+. Plus Because then, yeah, you could do... Say you do 22 episodes per season of Stranger New Worlds instead of doing a new series of something. You develop these characters. We fall in love with them even more than we already are. Plus, Mm -hmm. then you bust out the movies during the Mm off-season. And you do that one-off movie where they have to, you know, know, go back in time and fight the wolf uh, Borg attack or something like that. Some big event like that. But then Mm -hmm. we have, actually for them, it'd be go forward in time. But, uh, I, I think sticking with one Star Trek is our best bet because I feel like we might be spreading it too thin now. I, and we went from like no Star Trek to too much Star Trek, possibly. And yeah. I, Discovery, my biggest problem with Discovery is it didn't know what the hell it wanted to do from season to season. And it changed mm-hmm. it a lot from season to season. Season two was its best yeah. season, which yeah. had Strange New World in it, basically. You know? So.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I kind of want to see them like lock down five seasons or something like that. Like commit mm-hmm. that you're going to for sure have a five or seven season run of the show rather than like discovery, like you're saying, they weren't sure if they were going to get renewed. So they had to keep finding fresh new ways to make it exciting. And it's like, well, we like the characters. We like the, the plan that you already put together. Let's yeah, guarantee us. We're going to have this show for a while. And then after, if they want to have some stories that branch off from some of these new characters, then that's great. But yeah, I don't want it to go two seasons or three
0: seasons and then die off. I miss having Star Trek in the theaters though. That was always such a cool event. That was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, even True. if we got to bring back Chris Pine, which I think those are dead. Every time I hear every you know six months, like oh Star Trek Four is they're doing this now for it, baloney. I'll wait till I have my ticket in hand and I'm walking in the theater because I don't trust you guys anymore for that. Now, here's my big question for you, John. Over on Challenge mm-hmm. Accepted, very successful podcast on our network, guys. Go check it out. I'm just saying. Right. Uh, we are going to be we're right now doing Christopher Nolan month where we're going through some of Christopher Nolan's best movies. Uh, we did The yeah. Prestige. We just finished Interstellar, which was my first time watching it. It was very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Next is Dark Knight Rises. All right, with a bunch of Bane voice. And then uh, we have another one coming after that. We'll announce it on the show, of course. After that, I am challenging Thomas to his very first Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So my question for you, Jonathan, what episode do I challenge him to? Because, man, I can't figure it out.
1: And I know you were talking about uh, doing a Voyager episode, two-part. It would be great. But I think, uh, to me, fans mostly revolve around uh, the next generation. And I think that would probably mm-hmm. be the best place to start, at least if he's going to watch a whole series. Um, it's just one hard-
0: episode is the problem. It could be a two-part episode, yeah. but it's just, that's the problem. It's not a series. Or but if he,
1: yeah, if he likes the episode and decides to watch that series, or yeah, more of it. The hardest thing is if you pluck an episode out and you watch just one episode, you don't know the characters. So when somebody yeah. is struggling to survive, you don't care about them because you don't know what it took to get them there. Um, so that being said, I, I did find an episode uh, one I I'd watched again recently that I was like, Oh, you know what? That's not, not only is that a good episode, it's a good, ep- uh, good episode on its own, but also because it has so much character development, okay. it is all about one character and developing who they are by definition. And so, uh, you know, uh, for example, before I get into that, the two Vix episode, you uh, wouldn't care if Tuvix lives or dies, or if if Tuvok and Neelix live or die, yeah. if you don't care about Tuvok or Neelix or know their personalities that are both coming out in this new new person. So that's a great episode if you like. If you're Kevin keeps in those sending characters. me
0: memes about like Tuvix dying because he hates Tuvix, and there's a big group <laughs> of Star Trek people who do. So he always sends ones that are oh about my Tuvix dying. Such a good episode. <laughs> okay. Anyways,
1: so the one I suggest, and you can still go with your your pick too if you want. I don't care, but it's called "The Measure of a Man." by uh, in uh next generation, it is the episode where they debate whether or not uh data is human or not or whether Ooh. not human whether he's alive or not okay, and whether he should have the right to to live um dr crusher gosh what's his name no not sun uh oh gosh i don't even not the doctor that created him I, I don't have any of the names in my head right now okay uh but the one who was the foremost expert in um uh, Cybernetics wanted to disassemble Data because his creator created him and then couldn't didn't make more and I think he either died or disappeared. we see that
0: in Picard actually that happens it's exactly Picard. yeah yeah
1: yeah so it's that same same guy so he wants to take Data and disassemble him so he can learn how his cybernetic is uh not as positronic brain how yeah. it works so that he can recreate it he's like my research is so close but I need to to study this device. Uh, I need to study it, is what he says. Called, he always calls him it. Yeah. Uh, to be able to, <laughs> <laughs> to to recreate it. And then, then I can make, you know, together, the Federation can have thousands or millions of these things that can then pilot our ships, and we won't have to worry about a real crew person dying and stuff like that. Uh, but in the process, I have to completely disassemble his brain, so mm-hmm. he's going to cease to function. And the crew, Picard, is like, well, no, that would be killing my crewman and he's like well he's just a device he's not a crewman he's like well no to me he's a crewman and so they go back and forth it becomes this whole uh court case pretty much where they have to determine whether or not he is alive and what what is a machine and what is human mm-hmm. and aren't humans not just machines that are biological and it becomes a an awesome debate that truly develops Picard his relationship with uh data yeah data himself uh Riker it's a it's a deep episode it's not Big Space battles meeting a bunch of strange aliens right, or yeah. anything like that, but it's some sometimes that's a little It's the best with sci-fi for though because the whole
0: point of sci-fi is to question something in your own world and it's like what the, what does yeah. life mean? That's something that's big yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and right now we have this topic of AI coming up a lot, so this right. might be a good time more, for it
0: yeah, so I mean chat G.P.T.'s my homie right now um, right. <laughs> okay, so that's definitely on the list It's basically between that then and uh, Voyager's Year of Hell which mm-hmm. is the big space battles and it does to me i was telling telling uh, uh thomas the reason i like here the hell so, Year of hell so much is because it has like all the action but also when you're done you're like wait if you change time this way how what's the effect of the time here i like having the time travel changes and stuff like that so much especially with mm-hmm. like kind of the questions you're having is like was he wrong i mean he was just changing things that he didn't kill anybody he just made it to where they didn't exist yeah how was the morality of that and stuff like that so i don't know yeah. there's it's a tough one. and it's got red from that for, 70s show yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and he does a good job in that mm-hmm. character he really you, does you feel you kind of feel bad for him but like you know he's kind of murdering entire cultures but kind of not like you're saying he's, they're being erased uh but he's doing it to try to bring his family back yeah yeah that's that's a deep episode for sure
0: i'm gonna be honest with you right now man i miss trek freaks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, oh and, man i miss talking about Star we trek. can
1: do we can do occasional episodes, too. Just pick a certain topic about Star Trek that we want yeah. to talk about or like that, a certain episode. Let's say it, it, pick an episode that we like or that the fans suggest and just review one. The hardest thing was scheduling it on a reoccurring event. We could do one-offs every once in a while. I'm Podcast
0: scheduling is the biggest hurdle of podcasting by mind. I mean, we have yeah. 11 people in this network. It's just you and me right now. <laughs> you know? Not that that's a problem. <laughs> right. Everybody's busy. They got work and kids and whatnot, but you know, it's just how it is um yeah i know i wouldn't mind doing that john just because i really love star trek and that was i was thinking about that uh i think it was even yesterday driving around i was like as a listener i think our my favorite of our podcast is Trek freaks i really like that because i watched the episode with you guys and stuff like that and it's like that's a shame that that's that one's gone
1: but well when you when you guys if you want me to join on the the episode you do with thousand percent yeah let me know when you guys are going to do that and then from there we can plan when we're going to do another episode of Trek freaks too
0: Damn. Okay. Ooh, man, that might that might lead me towards your of hell because then you know that one, and I won't know the next one for Trek freaks. So that might yeah. lead me that. Yeah, because
1: we we can do both one one episode for each, and then yeah, we go through both of them.
0: Okay, you hear this is how podcast planning happens, guys. This is the free form <laughs> version of it live. All right, so uh, we're locking down Jonathan for challenge accepted for an episode of Star Trek review. Um, oh, yeah. I hope he I hope he enjoys it. I hope he gets hooked on it. That'd be cool. Mm. All right, Jonathan, let's move on to our review for the Last of Us. First season, you had a chance to finish
1: mm. this up. I did. That was such a good show! Yeah. My gosh, I love it. It's it's what I was hoping for, and I I didn't think I would really care about the game because, like, well, the game was cool, I guess. Yeah. But this show, you know, is now it's on TV. I don't have to read the book because I watch the movie, right? No, man, I want to play the game now. <laughs> it looks so good. I see a lot of videos online yeah. now too of people walking through scenes and how how much it mirrors the oh the it's uh, show.
0: And it's like, man.
1: That looks like a really good game.
0: Coming out on Steam later this year, including Steam Deck. So I'll have Ooh, a chance to play it. Nice. And sure. uh, I, I'm going to wait. I'm waiting for that. And then I'm going to play it as well, Um because I just watched the walkthroughs and never actually played the game. So I was familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. But so, before we get too far, guys, full on spoilers. Keep that in mind. Uh, if you haven't watched yet, we are going to be talking spoilers for The Last of Us Season 1. So some of the news that we got from this already since then, season two and three will tell the story of the second game because the story's a lot bigger in the second game. So it's going to be telling mm-hmm. both of them um neil Druckmann, the guy that you know helped make the first game and now is a producer of this said that no matter what we're making more seasons of this even if for some reason we have to cast everybody over again so <laughs> that hbo they're like here's our new game of thrones <laughs> they're big fans right. um surprisingly naughty dog they're already started working on another game but it's not the last of us three they're working on a whole new game a whole different game and then we'll get to uh, the Last of Us Three. So it's going to be a while before we get any more content out of this. Um, what was some of your favorite parts from the season, John? That really was standing out from something like maybe Walking Dead or something like that. Uh, so, gosh, I mean the the clicker. I think
1: it was like the second or third episode that they showed the yeah. clicker. That was really cool. Well done. I like the and, and that was just mostly from the writing of the story in the game, mm-hmm. uh, how they developed that type of creature. Uh, but it was portrayed really well in the movie too. Yeah, uh, the scene where where Ellie tries to save uh, Sam, I think was his name. Oh God! And then he turns overnight. Yeah, yeah. that was like just a heartbreaker. Uh, and then not too long after that, we see uh, Joel gets stabbed, and then she's trying to, she's actually trying to decide whether to leave him or stay. And then she's like, No, 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 I'm gonna stay and try to save him, do whatever mm-hmm. I can. Uh, you know, saves and brings him back to life pretty much from being just about dead just saves him just in time for him to save her. And then they move on.
0: Yeah. He had some real and good then, penicillin cause he was up and running pretty fast. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. We have to assume there was a couple hour time lapse in between there at least. Yeah. Um, and then this last episode, last one or two episodes, I noticed there's so much being said between the words. There's yes. so much that it's the most powerful words of the ones that aren't being said. That's like, Oh my God, where like, you, you know, the scene where they're sitting together and, uh, he explains that the guy that missed the oh. shot at his face or whatever was him. And uh, how did he say it? he pretty much. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Good. Please
0: nail this because it's so freaking good. Well,
1: I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly how he worded. You, you remember the
0: along the lines the of scene? like, and she's like, she's like, oh yeah, I get it. So basically uh, time heals all wounds. And he says, yeah. not necessarily time. And it's like, Ellie, yeah. oh, you're the him, one healing him- the wounds. <laughs>
1: That implies so much. And she's been struggling this whole time just being like yeah. pretty much a kid drifting on her own and everyone that she cares about dies or runs away or leaves her somehow. And then now, so she's been kind of like clinging on this guy, like I'm hanging onto your backpack kind of thing. Yeah. You're going to take me with you. And then to see in this moment, all of a sudden she sees that he's clinging onto her mm-hmm. and she's the only reason he's still moving forward. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like that's just, that's just heartwarming. Such a good, such a good scene.
0: I I like how I I wasn't sure how they were going to do this on uh, because in the game, you got like 60 hours to develop this relationship. You had Mm. essentially 10 hours to make Joel think of her as cargo into Mm. she's my daughter. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to be able to do it. But boy, those last few episodes really locked it in quick. Mm. Um, That episode, which Bella Ramsey, who plays Ellie, needs to win an Emmy for that episode where she escaped the preacher. That yeah. shit tore me up inside. She did such a good job acting through that scene. Mm-hmm. And then when he surprises her from behind and she turns around and she's like, still like you see visual shock in her face. Yeah. And then it, yeah. like she realizes it's Joel. And then she, you know, she's looking at Joel, but she takes a second to realize it. It was just masterfully done by Bella Ramsey. And of course the writers and everybody involved it. My goodness. What a performance.
1: Yeah. I'd be interested to see what kind of awards they win for the show. Cause it is an amazing show so far.
0: This is one of those things that the Emmys won't give awards. They'll give some awards to some boring show, but then when the show that people watch, they don't give awards to it, It's like, that. you guys are useless to us. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm
1: excited to see more for sure.
0: I am too. I really liked this show. I think it was a refreshing take on, let's be honest guys. I know everybody gamers and stuff like that, including ourselves that are like, Oh, this isn't zombies. They're quarter steps, blah, blah, blah. It's a zombie show. Let's be honest with each other. Yeah. Right?
1: Post-apocalyptic monsters created from the yeah. dead that are coming after people. So it's, it's just a different take on it.
0: And I, I loved Walking Dead, but it got stale. And so I was like, how are you? Mm-hmm. This might be a little too soon, guys. People are going to have Walking Dead. And, but it yeah. somehow refreshed the genre in a way. I, well, Because it's so it.
1: little about the monsters. It's very yeah. little about them. And it's so much about the post-apocalyptic world they're living in. Right. It's the living people that are the big you know, struggle that you're fighting between. And just living with yourself and living with the few people that you care about. And I think they do a really good job at just not making that fighting these monsters is the focal point anymore.
0: There are supposed to be more monsters in the second two seasons. But Mm -hmm. I I think one of the big things too is that this show comes down to decisions so much more than Walking Dead did. We all Mm -hmm. know the big one at the end, but just along the way of like, do you help these two brothers? Uh, uh, What do you do in that moment when one is attacking Ellie? And, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, the decisions matter so much more in this and i can't walking dead was a lot more like formulaic where like oh hey they have to get this certain thing it's in this Mm -hmm. mall there's a you know whatever pills in there you know they're gonna make enough noise to wake up some zombie and it comes after them but that you know i don't know they just to me it felt a little too formulaic when this one i think really felt even as somebody who knew the story from the video game i felt appreciative of every decision they had to make and it was pretty great the loyalty to the game too was unreal. I couldn't believe how many shots are just straight up taken from the game. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this goes to show you that the people who make games, they're, they're no less skilled than the, the writers that are making movies and TV today. Like this is a scene by scene copy of a video game, at least most, a lot of it is. And the story in general is, you know, following the video game. So, you know, we praise how great a movie or a series like game of Thrones, you know, is a lot of times. Like, well, you gotta take a closer look at these people that are making video games and they should get the same kind of notoriety. If you make an amazing video game with, you know, like you're saying, 60 hours or 30 hours of, of gameplay in it, and you know, people are getting all this attention for whatever, 20 hours or 15 hours or something like that of a series, mm-hmm. you know, that's not that that's not equal. I yeah. mean, I know there's a lot more development that goes on in a movie because the way it's brought to you visually, there's a lot of practical effects and
0: you know, well, actors. Time wise, accessible. it takes a lot more time in the video game. Yeah, and, and if you look at money wise, this is funny that the the mainstream doesn't know this, but like, I think it was one point eight billion that The Last of Us made mm-hmm. the video game, and yeah. we're talking about Avatar hit two something billion, and that's a big deal. And it's like, yeah, but, but good video games do that all. It's like they, video games are doing at least as good as movies all the time, um yeah. and I have a way more lasting effect. At a lot of times, you know. Um, <laughs> So, hopefully, that I think, it's, I think it's getting there. I think people realize that video games, because I went over to the parents' house to watch these episodes with them, because mm-hmm. you know I could kind of explain what's going on in between stuff, and a few times, our mom was asking me, like, how is this a video game? I don't understand. It's like, well, I mean, they're cutscenes, scenes, and, and they, every time you see Joel hold a gun, that's part of the video game, and like, oh, yeah. you know, before this point to that point, they actually went in a sewer. <laughs> you know, you didn't see that part, but that's the part that we played through, um, and it, people are underestimating. And then I explained to her like God of War and all these others like uh, Firewatch, which I played uh, last year on stream. And it's like, there are other really good stories out there that will eventually be made into shows. Matter of fact, Amazon, who's making the God of War series, has said that uh, we kind of wish last of us didn't do so well (laughs) because now the pressure's on. (laughs) Like, yeah, it is. You know, same, same, same field. Um, It's a father-son relationship over there.
1: It's exciting, though, to see, you know, something that we've liked for so many years coming into mainstream now.
0: No. To, to finish up our Last of Us review, I mean, I, I, I give this series so far just a complete A. I know we're not normally grading things anymore, but I think it's important we discuss was Joel right or wrong? To remind those who don't know, uh, Joel had to decide either let Ellie die and potentially save the world, pretty much save the world, or mm. save Ellie and let the world continue going on at its current rate. What, was he right or wrong? That's complicated. I think,
1: yeah, that's complicated. I, I, I want to say logically, he was wrong yeah. and selfish to try to save one person to to damn millions. Um, but emotionally, this, he's been protecting this girl. She doesn't know the options. She wasn't questioned whether would you be willing to sacrifice your life to save thousands or millions. um So should was if she was given that option then I would say, yeah, you have to let her choose and, and accept her choice. But uh, since she wasn't given that option, I think he could have gotten her out of there without killing so many people and then yeah. say, okay, now that now that we have her awake and safe, she's going to choose. If she says, no, if these guys were out of here, then I shoot my way out. But if she says, yeah, I'll go with it, then you continue with the procedure. But he killed everybody that could have possibly uh, made the cure anyway, so... Uh, yeah there's
0: more fireflies but that hospital's out and the other thing too is she knows that he's lying to her in a lot of ways. you could yeah. tell right she yeah. knows that he's lying this has been a debate that's been going on for over a decade now guys by the way for those who play the video game but still yeah I, yeah that's the whole thing is like he's lying she knows he's kind of lying like that look in her face at the very last scene which is pulled from the game where she's yeah. like are you telling the truth about that and, and like i love how that last episode ella ellie Almost seems like she de-aged like five years because she looks like even more little girl. That's like, oh, I might die today. You know, it's super sad. Um, and boy, it was the most video game esque scene ever as Joel just <laughs> takes gun after gun and mows down an entire hospital full of uh, soldiers. Um, yeah, I know. I do you I,
1: think though? Was I kind
0: of think that immunity will naturally develop over time. It's hard because mm-hmm. it's a fungus. It's not like a virus, which we know it would eventually. So I think like if you just let things be eventually the human race if it's meant to survive will survive. Um yeah. I mean Ellie herself is good, is an example of this. So you would assume if Ellie eventually has children those children would have her same immunity and yeah. you start with a new Adam and Eve right there, you know. Oh, that
1: reminds me. I saw this video someone was explaining this like mind-blowing uh, revelation they had and, and what they're trying to think of what another person was thinking. Mm-hmm. The the lady that was running the fireflies uh that, that dies at the end. Marlene, yeah. What was her name? Marlene. You remember Marlene? Okay. So the scene where Marlene finds you know newborn Ellie right in her mom's arms, and she takes her and and uh, the mom she had to shoot shoot her mom before she left. Or her mom shot herself one or the other. Uh, and then all these years later, she finds Ellie again and finds out that she's immune. Mm-hmm. In her brain, at that moment, is she wondering if I left her mom alive for a day or two, would she have turned? Or did she have the immunity and carried it on to her daughter? Was she already immune? And I killed my, one of my best friends and, and took her daughter. And so, like you're saying, maybe it'll pass down in generations in her bloodline. Uh, maybe her mom was already naturally immune. Or it could have been the umbilical cord. The umbilical cord, I think, the, is the
0: kind of like stated. Assumed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah just, just enough of the infection got through or something. I
0: love that about this show and game, though. Like like we were talking about on Ch- cause Challenge Accepted, we reviewed every one of these episodes. One of the things that we were talking about is how, like, the fact that she killed her friend for Ellie and, like, the, the mom told her, like, I was bit after she was born. So, uh, so, you know, we know that Marlene knew that that was bullshit and still went with yeah. it just because she was lying to herself for peace. That's exactly yeah. what Joel and Ellie are doing right now. Ellie knows that he's lying to her, but she's like, look, okay. I'm just going to continue with this lie because it just gets the day going forward. And doesn't ruin yeah. this relationship. And so it's like, man, it's perfect writing. Yeah.
1: And you, you hang on to this baby, you know, in the back of your mind, like it might turn at some point. I might have to, you know, stab it in the side of the head or something like that. Mm-hmm. You got to be prepared. Don't just sleep next to it ignorantly. But, uh, but yeah, you have to do what you have to do at that moment, right? You have to keep moving it forward and hope and pray and assume that, you know, pretend that
0: it's not going to be an issue. I'm looking forward to the next season. They said they're already writing it. Uh, and then they, yeah, they said it's going to be split over two seasons because it's going to be so big. So mm. that is pretty awesome. Uh, let's close things out with some network news. Disney Moms has Gone Wrong have their very first interview. It's coming out on Wednesday. So please check that out, guys. Disney Mom's Gone Wrong. We'll release it on the Geek Freaks feed a couple weeks later after that. Uh, Challenge accepted. The next movie is going to be Dark Knight Rises. Uh, it's the second to the last of Nolan Month. Outlast Podcast has a new episode coming out. It's every Thursday now, but the next one's going to be out on Thursday. Uh, and then the next level up will be on the original Resident Evil 4. And hopefully that'll come out before the remake. Uh, I know that Kyle right now is playing the remake and it said, it's like, might be a perfect game. It's like, Oh shit. That's pretty good. Kyle. Does not Kyle doesn't mince words when he says something. It's like, Oh, this might be a thing. Uh, so check that out guys. That's all network news. And then lastly, I want to make sure to announce again, the Sacramento Mario Kart grand prix brought to you by geek freaks is coming April 15th to the West Sacramento CCS links in the description. Just Yeah. So you guys can link around and sign up for, um, the convention. We'll be there. We'll be holding the Sacramento Mario Kart Grand Prix. Uh, we're also going to be doing a quiz show, gaming quiz show. We're going to be doing interviews. It's going to be a lot of the geek freaks that are there, including the Disney moms are going to be showing up too uh, to discuss Wreck-It Ralph. So that's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a blast all around. So please check, check that out, guys. That's April 15th. Links in the description.
1: Jonathan. And if you guys... Go ahead. Real quick. If you guys haven't been uh, listening to the Outlast podcast, I'm loving that. I'm finally in <laughs> sync with it. I usually catch up like super late into the season, but Watching Survivor and then the next, you know, couple days later, uh, listening to the podcast where they review the episode of Survivor, it's so it's so much more fun. I've tried to listen to it and and not know the characters in that season of Survivor. Oh yeah, uh, but finally I caught it at the right time where I'm like no no no, I'm going to stick along and uh, listen to it as it goes. But yeah, that's that's a fun fun series to listen to.
0: Part of that podcast now is reviewing the official Survivor podcast that came out. <laughs> yeah, we ended on interviews. fire with
1: Jeff Probst. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's uh, fun. Let's leave yeah. things with a recommendation for the week, John. You got any good ones?
1: So, uh, one thing that I haven't watched, because I don't have a lot of time to watch TV anymore, I mostly just watch them on my lunch break on my phone. But, uh, and there's a lot of things I haven't seen that I've got caught up with. But one that I went back to, I hadn't seen in a while, is Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw the final season of it, the last season of it recently, because um, it was airing at the time. I don't, maybe it wasn't ready to be streamed or something like that. But, anyways, I'm getting caught up on that. And that show is so good um what is his name uh Esposito Giancarlo Giancarlo Esposito Esposito. yeah yeah oh he's in it now and he's just so good I I love his acting and his character um Bob Odenkirk obviously is is just a great actor all around too so it's a good series if you guys haven't seen it especially if you like Breaking Bad it's almost it's hard to say if it's not better than Breaking Bad it's just as good yeah so you got to watch both series it's really
0: good he's been cast on Ahsoka star wars series coming up so no way yeah oh that's awesome and oh that's cool a lot of us are hoping he got cast as Thrawn, which is an mm-hmm. admiral for the empire that is so cool um hopefully he got cast as that so more reason to be excited see about that, that.
1: an empire admiral is very like sharp cut
0: clean very yeah this admiral Assertive. we'll explain it later on well we'll probably have to do a thing for him eventually but he is so strategically smart and it's the best so please check that out guys yeah. He's all blue though, so that'll be the thing that kind of puts people off. But uh, my suggestion is, guys, go watch the um, old school John Wicks. Uh, we actually just lost Lance Reddick yesterday. Um, he was—he's in from the John Wick series. He also did Fringe. He's on Forbi- uh, Horizon Forbidden West. He's in a lot of video games as well. Lance Reddick, a hell of an actor. Um, his portrayal on uh, John Wick is so cool. He does a really great job on that. So. Check that out, guys. The first three John Wicks are out there. They're all on HBO. And then, of course, the new John Wicks coming out next week, and I'll do a review for that one myself. So we have a Shazam review coming up, and we have that review coming up. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us this week, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.